And that's Philippians chapter 3, verses 4b through 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, Or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God and Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So you guys are in luck because today we are talking about pride and you have got the most humble guy you could ever have. So you're going to get probably the best sermon you have ever heard on pride. This coming from the man who accidentally typed that there will be an October 94th in this week's sermon series. I make mistakes like everybody else. But sometimes we do let pride get in our way. And sometimes we let pride cloud our judgment. And sometimes we let even the idea of pride keep us from actually having the pride we should have. Thinking about Pride. We often think about how we act as individuals and the things that we are proud of and the things that we have done and the ways that we build ourselves up. And I think about how this starts at a young age that we're taught to be independent and we're taught to do things on our own, we're taught to take care of ourselves and we're taught to go out and solve problems on our own and taught to be tough, that you can handle things on your own. You don't need anybody's help if you're good enough. And then we're taught to make our way in the world, that we'll do things on our own, that we'll move away to chase whatever career we have, and that we'll move to wherever we're called to go so that we can get higher and higher on the corporate ladder. And that someday, someday we might reach a point where we have enough money that we can make a foundation and slap our name on it so that every time that we give money to something, Somebody will know exactly who gave it because it's got our name on there. And we give credit to ourselves. We have pride in our flesh and blood. And we forget to 
have pride in the one that made all those things possible. We forget to have pride in the God that gave us the opportunity. We forget to have pride in the God that put people around us to help us succeed. Because I'll be honest, I have never seen anyone succeed or anyone fail that did it alone. There has always been somebody else involved in some way. And even when it looks like we're all alone, God is still there. Whether it's that we were listening to God and going the way that he was pulling us or we were ignoring God and finding our own pitfalls. But we were never alone. No matter what stage in the journey we're at, no matter what we're doing, we were never alone. Now Paul has a lot of things to be proud of. Paul was a Hebrew born amongst Hebrews, the tribe of Benjamin. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He was blameless under the law. That he persecuted the church because that's what he was told to do. And he did it well. He was a Pharisee. He understood the law. People came to him with questions about the law. He was respected. He had power. Power even to call for someone's death. Now normally we'd think about all these things and those would all be things that somebody built themselves up and they have something grand and Paul looks at it and he goes, this is loss. This isn't good. These are things that have caused me loss. And we hear those words and we think about people who we look up to are successful and we think, how could those things be lost? And it's because Paul isn't looking at things as to what builds him up, to how he can make himself great, but he looks at the example of Christ and realizes that all of those things separate him from Christ. When he has pride in those things, It separates him not only from God, but from God's mission. Because when we think about the example that we have been given and how to have pride, we see Christ going and meeting with people that he wasn't supposed to meet with. He was eating with people he's not supposed to dine with. He was touching people that you're not supposed to touch. He was healing people who are not supposed to be healed. He is talking to people that you're not supposed to talk to. And he is reaching out to the outcasts among outcasts. He's meeting with people where their value in society is less than the dirt they're standing on. Yet Christ lowers himself to the point that he will wash that dirt off their feet. Paul sees this example and realizes anything that he may try to do to build himself up separates him from that mission that Christ had to reach out to all people. And in order to reach out to all people, Christ continually lowered himself, having not pride in himself, but pride in the works that God did. Not pride in what his mission was, but pride in what God was making Possible. 
This is not to say that Christ had no pride, but Christ knew where to put his pride. Christ knew who to thank and who to follow. That even when he was unsure, praying in the garden, and he says, take this cup away from me. But if you can't, let your will be done. And I will continue to serve your people and I will continue to do what I have to do because he had pride in God's mission and God's message. Paul sees this and realizes that anything he does to build himself up is separating him from the people that he's supposed to be reaching out to. The higher up he gets from being of the tribe of Israel, from being circumcised, from being a zealous member of the Pharisees. Each one of those layers puts him high up, making it harder and harder for his light to be seen by the least and the last, making it harder for him to reach out his hand and pull up those who are in the most need. And so Paul regards it as loss. Because he knows that the first will be last and the last will be first. That if he builds himself up, he's just setting himself up to be knocked down again. And so he realizes it's in trying to be like Christ that he finds wholeness and completeness, that he finds purpose, and he finds pride. Too often we get hung up on thinking that pride is bad. It's one of the seven deadly sins. And any pride that you have is going to be bad, so we should never have pride in anything. The thing is that if we have no pride, we often stop trying. If we have no pride in what we do to help others, we'll often quit helping. If we have no pride in what we do in our daily lives, we will often become depressed and stop trying. So how do we solve this paradox? The answer is that we have pride in the right things. And in this case, the thing we have to have pride in is our Lord and Savior. We have pride in what God has given us. We have pride in what God has called us to do. We have pride in the opportunities that God has given us. We have pride that God has called us to such a mission that we may humbly work in His ways. That we resist having pride in our own ambitions and our own selfish desires. But we place our pride in a God who has called us to be loving and caring, who has called us to do what we can for all of God's children. That we let go of the idea that we are alone and we must succeed only by our own bootstraps, but we help each other as a community of faith. And as a community of faith, we help each other. Because one of the hardest things is to be able to see when we are starting to fail. When we begin to let pride take over and we stop having pride in what God has done and God has allowed us to do and we start having pride in ourselves, we can't always see that. But we're called to hold each other accountable. We are called to be together in Christ so that we can say to each other, look, 
Don't take this the wrong way. But I think you're starting to lose sight of God because you're too busy seeing yourself. And we're able to say it to each other because we do it in love. Because we do it in caring. And we do it in Christ. Because we have to keep an eye on each other. Because we will make mistakes. We will mess things up. Sometimes in little ways, sometimes in big ways. The truth of the matter is that all of us will fail in some way, at some time. But we shouldn't let it destroy our pride in God and the pride that we have that God has chosen us as his people. But we also can't let that pride take over and drive us away from each other. When Paul talks about not setting our sights on earthly things, we learn that it's setting our sights on being in Christ, being of Christ, and doing what Christ called us to do, to serve the world, to be a light when the light seems to be its dimmest, to be a hand to others when they feel they're alone. To shine on God's hope for all people, everywhere and everywhere that we go. Any time that we find people in need, we help. Because wherever we go, Christ is with us. And wherever we see someone in need, we see Christ in need. Have pride. But have pride in God. Have pride not in ourselves. Not in our vain attempts to make ourselves into something more than we are. That we are humble servants. Called to follow in Christ's image. To be here for each other. For God's glory. For God's kingdom. Let us turn away from pride in the flesh and turn to pride in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.